G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. share a secret with you. I'm not naturally a generous person. But when I met this edgy, radical Jesus, I knew that had to change. And when it did, a whole new world opened up to me. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and welcome again to the program as we finish up this week by taking a look at generosity, your generosity from a different perspective. And do stick with me, because very soon I'll be telling you about our special edition book. It's called Eliminating Stubborn Sin Once and for All, and I'd love to send you a free copy to help you do just that, eliminate the stubborn sin that may be plaguing your life. But this is the very last week it'll be available, so don't miss out. Over the last two weeks on A Different Perspective, We've been looking at a bunch of things that fall into a category that I've called the things they forgot to teach us when we were growing up. Now, I had a great mum and dad and they taught me a lot of things and I pray that you had a great upbringing too. But whatever our upbringing is like, we all end up with gaps in the basic life skills that we need to have a successful and a blessed and a satisfying and a fulfilling life. You know, things like dealing with our blind spots, learning to listen to other people, communicating and collaborating effectively, learning what it is to invest in relationships, building influence with people, dealing with knee-jerk reaction, signalling things to people, having wisdom and discernment, dealing with uncertainty and ambiguity. They're all the subjects that over the last two weeks we've been looking at on a different perspective. And when we have gaps in our knowledge and our experience and our abilities, we, we stumble through life and it can be painful, it can be upsetting. As I said a few days ago, it was a surprise to me when I opened this book, the Bible, for the first time, this stuffy, old, dusty, theological thing that I thought it was, and of all the places I didn't expect to find real wisdom in in this space, I found it there, because God wrote it for you and for me. Now, if you've missed any of the programs over the last two weeks, I would really encourage you to go to our website, www.christianityworks.com, And you can listen to them again there online. I truly believe this teaching will be a blessing in your life. Today I'd like to finish up this 10-part series on the things they forgot to teach us when we were growing up. Talking about the issue of generosity. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I am not naturally a generous person. When I was growing up, I thought of unemployed people as lazy. And when disasters happened... Ah, well, someone else will give the money. I'm not going to ring in on the telethon because, ah, well, look, I can't make a difference with my 50 bucks. When I met this Jesus, this radical Jesus that dragged me out of my comfort zone, I read a story in Luke's Gospel, and Jesus was looking at people who were giving in to the offering in the synagogue. And there was a rich man who put a whole bunch of money in, and there was a, a little old widow who just went along, and she put a couple of coins in. And Jesus said to his disciples, have a look at those two, the rich man who's given out of his surplus, and this widow who's only given a couple of coins, but she's actually given 
everything she has. He said, in fact, she has given more than the rich man in God's eyes because she's given everything she has, whereas the rich man is given out of his abundance. And, you know, that really challenged me because I realized that there were people who were much worse off than me who were a lot more generous. And you look at this Jesus, what he did and what he said, he turns out to be a cool guy because he was a giver. He gave of himself to people. When he he was tired and the crowd still followed him because they wanted to hear him talk more, he looked at them with compassion. He fed them when they were hungry. Jesus had no house. He had nowhere to put his head down day to day. He had no bank account. He had no superannuational retirement plan. And he was the one that said, look, don't spend your life storing up all these treasures here on earth when you can't take them with you. You should be storing up treasures in heaven because they're eternal. All the way through the Bible, God makes it clear that firstly, he expects us to be generous givers. It says he loves a cheerful giver. And secondly, that he blesses our giving. Now, some people take that second part to a bit of an extreme. You can look at God almost like a slot machine. You know, I'll take this promise that God will bless me if I give. And so if I put a coin in here, then lots of coins should fall out of the bottom like a poker machine. Well, that's not God. But if we take a really balanced view of this and say God's heart is to bless his children, those people who believe in his son Jesus, those people who are out there doing things in his name, blessing other people, he wants to bless them. Sometimes he blesses people with with wealth. Sometimes he blesses people with peace. I mean, for me, one of the things he's really, really blessed me with is setting me free from the tin pot little dictator that I used to be to myself in my life. It's such a freedom to have a life now where it doesn't depend on my gratification anymore. God is so good. Way back in the book of Proverbs that was written by King Solomon a few thousand years ago now, Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 24 says this, Some give freely, yet grow all the richer. Others withhold what is due and only suffer in want. Isn't it amazing that we can try and build up all the wealth that we would like, but ultimately it's God who blesses our lives, and it's God who blesses a cheerful giver. So the more I read about this Jesus and the more I wanted to be a follower of Jesus, it became crunch time. I had to come to a point of accepting that it was my job to give. There are people in need. There is God's work, and it's for me to give. The whole concept of tithing, you may or may not have heard of the concept of tithing. It's in the Old Testament, and it's about giving one-tenth of your income. took me a few years to get to the point of tithing. But since I've accepted that as a principle in living my life for Jesus, I have never been so well off. And when I went from my consulting career into full-time ministry, I truly believe I wouldn't have been able to take that step of leaving the big six-figure salary behind for a ministry salary unless first I'd been taking little steps along the way of learning to become a giver, just as my Jesus gave for me. And, you know, when we took that step, my wife and I, moving from the consulting career with a big salary to a ministry salary, we sat down and we said, look, we've got to rationalise some of our spending here. We looked at the cable TV account and said, we never watch those movie channels. There's $15 a month. I checked the internet account and discovered there was a new plan with better access, $30 a month saving. We went to some more mobile phone plans, so we have a family plan now, and that saved us $100 a month. And the list goes on. 
And all of a sudden, we came to savings of $6,000 a year without losing anything. And then when I was in a school in India and there were these kids and, and they needed beds, and I came home and spoke to some friends and we put a bit of money together and we sent it over there. And just recently I received a photo of these kids in their beds, no longer sleeping on concrete floors. It's such a blessing, just in a small part, to be able to go to bed and know tonight those 40 kids are sleeping in a bed and not on a concrete floor. When we give, we discover something outrageous. It's because of the way I think that God's made us. There is such a pleasure, there's such a joy in being a giver and seeing the impact of that gift in other people's lives, whether it's money or whether it's our time, whether it's our skills and abilities. Giving is such a blessing to the giver. The little things, the big things. If you've been touched and moved with this, I would ask you to pray, even if it's something you've never done before or haven't done for a while, and say to God, Lord, to what or to whom should I give? How much? Show me the opportunities. Free me up. Lord, let me be a blessing to other people. world that we live in these days. A world where good and godly boundaries are being eroded. A world where the temptation is simply to go with the flow, to give up on overcoming the sin in our lives. But that, that has terrible consequences. And that's why I'd love to send you a free copy of our special edition book, Eliminating Stubborn Sin, once and for all. Because come on, God's word is alive and active, amen? So may he do a mighty work in you through this book. You can request your free copy right now. Just stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll free on 1300 722 415 and we'll send it straight out to you in the post. But this is the very last week that this particular booklet will be available, so don't miss out. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or 1300-722-415. Hey, thank you so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond, and I'll catch you again same time on Monday with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.